Colossians chapter one and verse 15. I'll read there and then bless the word as we receive it. In verse 15 of Colossians one, talking about Jesus, Paul wrote and said he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Open our eyes today to the wonders of it as as we seek to keep Christ at the center of all that we are, not just this time of year, but our life as it is, that he be the center of everything, knowing that it pleased you to have your fullness dwell in him, knowing that you wanted him to have first place in everything. Let him be first in our hearts today. Incline our ear to what you would say. Encourage our hearts. Build us up in our faith today, spending this time with you, Lord, and take the poverty of my remarks. I'm going to do the best I can, but I can only do so much you, you do the work on the inside of us. You're able to take and translate to each one what we have need of today. I know, I know that you will not let anyone come in with a need, looking to you to fill it, that you won't meet it. And I thank you for your faithfulness in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as we continue our, our Advent season, remember Advent is the four Sundays before Christmas. So this is Advent number four. Advent just means the arrival, the arrival of something or someone on the scene. And so we're we're wrapping our hearts and our minds around the arrival of Christ Jesus here on this earth, that he was uh, made flesh to dwell among us, trying to prepare our heart as we lead up to Christmas Day or through this Christmas season to receive what God would have for us during that time, because this time is a gift from him. Christ is a gift from God for us. This time is also a gift from God for us so that we can be mindful and thoughtful about what he has done for us in the person and work of Christ Jesus. We ask the questions. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we celebrate this Time was because Christ came. Amen. Why did Christ come? Why did Christ come? And we read from first Timothy chapter one a few weeks ago where Paul says this, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, which means should be repeated everywhere. And he said that saying was Christ came into the world to save sinners. He came into the world to save sinners. And he raised his hand and said, of which I am the worst. I'm the chief Amongst them, Christ came into the world to save sinners. So why do we celebrate Christmas that he came? Not only came, but he came to save us. 
And last week we talked about here in Colossians how he is the center of all that we are. He's the image. He's the one that we look to, the image of the invisible God or the icon that we look to. And then this week we're going to go just to the very next verse. Verse 17, that he is before all things and by him all things hold together. I couldn't get off of that one. I couldn't get past it. There's so much good in this hymn of centrality in the book of Colossians, but I I got stuck right there. And I was like, when I get stuck, I know I need to stay there. That he holds all things together. He's before all things and by him, all things hold together. And we're going to look at that in three ways this morning. Number one, he holds us together. Number two, He holds us together. And number three, he holds us together. Are you taking notes? That's going to be easy. He holds us together. He holds us together and he holds us together. Just hang on. We'll get there. But first, he holds us. He holds us together. He holds me together when I would otherwise fall apart. He holds me together. How many are thankful for that one? He holds us together. And it's so clear when I've been trying to walk through this life on my own, do things in my own strength, do things in my own wit and wisdom, trying to do it by myself, I end up what? Falling apart. I end up falling apart. My soul, which we've been learning about, that we have one that it's important and that we need to we need to keep it and care for it. When I when I try to walk alone, my soul begins to come undone. And we feel that and we even say things like we, we use the terminology. Bless you. We use the terminology. I'm falling apart. Or I just I'm having trouble holding it together. Right. We, we, we say that we use That kind of language. And it's prideful for me to think that I can walk on my own and yet I still end up finding myself doing it. And then I start falling down trying to walk on my own where he would teach me to come to him with a humble heart to look to him when I'm in need to look to him as I'm walking through this life and to say, Lord, you hold all things together. Hold me. Hold me up, hold me together through the good and through the bad, through the easy, because when it's easy, that's when we start doing it by ourselves, isn't it? When things get easy, that's when we think we can do it by ourselves, but we need to be with him even in the easy so that we're also in him when it's impossible. Because it's going to come, life gets big, life gets way too big for us, and we can fall apart. But aren't you thankful he holds us together? Me as an individual, he holds me together because, look, if he hadn't held me together. Right. How does that sentence end for you? If he hadn't held me together, if he hadn't been there, Psalm 124 said it this way. If the Lord hadn't been on our side. If the Lord hadn't been on our side, what all the all the worst of all the things. If the Lord hadn't been on our side and it ends with our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. If he hadn't held me together, where would I be? 
If it wasn't for him, where would I be? If it wasn't for him, who would I be? It wouldn't be good. I know that for me personally, absolutely and with certainty. I would be the meanest, most selfish, most cold person that there is. That would be me. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. So we ask ourselves, who is it that we're looking to to hold us together? Are we trying to fill that role? Are we trying to get that done? Are we trying to put that on somebody else? Are we looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the creator and the perfecter of our faith, the one who knows how our life would be best lived? Who are we looking to to hold us together? He holds all things together by himself. He came to do that for us, even though we were falling apart. He came for you. He came for me to hold us together, even though and even because of the fact that we were falling apart, because he knew why it was we were falling apart. He holds all things together. So it's not a surprise that when we walk without him, what happens? We fall apart. And he came for people that were falling apart. He came for people that were walking on their own, pierced with many pains. He came for people that had fallen apart so that he could put them back together. And hold them together forever. Because you may say, well, he... He holds things together, Stephen, but I'm already in pieces. I've already fallen apart. I've already been shattered by life. What did Jesus say? He said, I didn't, a doctor doesn't come to wait on the healthy. He comes to wait on the sick. I didn't come for those that think they're well. I came for those that know that they are not. We have plenty of opportunity during this holiday season to come undone just because of the normal pressures of the holiday. Don't just the normal things going on. It, it's, it's different. It's additional for us. And we can put weight on it that shouldn't be there. But then we feel the weight of it. Right. Well, I haven't got the presents bought. I don't know what I'm taking to so and so's house. I've got to host everything at my house. Oh, my gosh. I've got to clean out this room first. I've got to do this next. Well, if I don't get them something that's equal to what they get me, they're going to think I don't like them or love them or they didn't get something for me. And so I think maybe they don't love me. And, and you just get stirred up in this anxiety and this busyness and this hurry of the season. And that's if everything's just going normal. That's if nothing else comes up that you have to deal with. But listen, things can fall absolutely apart around you and he can still hold you together. You can still be held together even when tragedy or difficulty strikes your life. You don't have to fall apart because he holds us together. Life is just a sequence of difficulties from one to the next. We should have learned that by now, but for some reason we think we're going to get to one day where everything's just easy. And it is on the last day, that's when it gets easy. But until then, it's just a sequence of difficulties and we need him holding us together throughout all of it. That's why we need him. And that's why he came because we were in need. 
But when we're trying to do it ourselves, we see the insufficiency of ourselves, especially amongst the pressures of things like the holiday. It's supposed to be a fun time and we end up being mad. It's supposed to be an exciting time and we end up being stressed out. It's supposed to be one of the best times and we end up sad. Why? Because we're trying to hold it together on our own. And so then we start hearing these accusations, some of them being cast at us from our own self in the inside of our own selves. And most of it we know coming from what Scripture calls the accuser of the brethren, the the enemy, the deceiver, the one who would uh, uh, try to father lies in our heart and get us to agree with them. Of you're not good enough. You're not going to be able to keep up. They don't really love you. They don't really appreciate you. You don't really fit in there. You're not going to be able to get it done. You're going to fail at this. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be ashamed. You should be ashamed. You're you're, you're guilty of this. How dare you try to do this when you've done that? Come on. The accusations come from our own heart. And look, the worst part about accusations is when they're true. The worst part about criticisms is when they're actually true. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus that knew all of those things. You think he didn't say that to Jesus about us? You can go save them. You're going to go be there for them. You're going to try to hold Stephen together after all he's done. You're going to try to you're going to try to help him be like you when he started out like this. Really? And he came anyway for a people that were fallen apart. He's holding us together. And I will tell you, that's why during this time specifically, but anytime when we're talking about these accusations, because you're going to have to deal with them and you're going to have to stop them. Uh, you know, scripture talks about capturing a thought and making it obey Jesus Christ. You're going to have to grab a hold of those. But the way you do it is you stop looking at yourself. For every one time you look at yourself, you need to have 10 times looked at him. Because otherwise you're going to real quick get deceived to the fact that he doesn't love you. He's disappointed in you. He's got grace, but he ain't got that much grace. Right. For every one time you look at yourself, you need to be looking 10 times at him and going, you came when I was falling completely apart, when I was in pieces. When scripture says I was without strength, you came for me then. So I know that you love me now because you came for me when I was completely destroyed and you began to put me back together. I'm not where I should be yet, but I know that you love me just as much now as you did then. I can trust you because you came when I was literally broken. And you're holding me together. So that's number one. He holds us together. He holds us together. Number two, he holds us together. He holds us together. When I looked up that word of how all things hold together in him, it had a lot of different definitions to it. One of them was to place together, to set in the same place, to set with one another And even to teach by combining together. I thought that was really powerful. So I saw obviously that resembles us, the church, right? He has he has set us together. He has set us in the same place and he is teaching us by combining us. He's teaching us by combining us together. He's holding us individually, but he's also holding us one another together. He's holding us together. Now, listen, I've been kicking around here for a little while, 40 years. And and Jesus 
has, ne- has not yet stepped out of heaven and hugged my neck. He hadn't done it yet. He's never had me over for lunch at his house. Anybody ever been over to Jesus' house for lunch? Nope, not, I had, not yet. Not yet. Hasn't happened yet. He's never grabbed me by the shoulders, looked me in the eye, and encouraged me and told me that he loved me. He hasn't done that. Has he done that for you? Not yet. Not yet. He, he, last week when we went out, he didn't knock on one door at Fort Lookout. He didn't knock on one door. He didn't tell one person. Merry Christmas. He didn't give out one cup of hot chocolate. He didn't give out one bag to a, to a child. He didn't pray for one person while we were out there. Didn't see him do it. Did you? Didn't see, didn't see one nail scarred hand hand a bag out. But yet he did. Yet in all of those things, he did. Because he's holding us together, his body together and he uses that to exercise his love amongst us because all of those things have happened for me in the name of Jesus sent from him empowered by his spirit meaning more than than they could ever cause it to mean it has happened because of his spirit and that's why he has put us together listen loneliness is a thing isn't it loneliness I don't have to ask you. You've all felt lonely, even when you've been in the midst of a bunch of people. You have felt lonely. Why is loneliness a thing for us? We were created to be connected. We were created for connection, for intimacy and love. And it's not good for us to be alone. So the scripture says it's not good that man should be alone. Jesus said people are going to know that y'all are my disciples. How? By the way you love one another. Not by how you preach my word, not not by how you share my name, but people are going to know that you legitimately and actually belong to me, that you've been taught by me. How? If you love one another. Another. We're created for connection, not isolation. And that's why we appreciate so much his incarnation, the fact that he became flesh and dwelt among mankind, that he came close to where we are. He holds us together. That incarnation that that he came with hands and feet, that he came with a voice that he could use to speak and communicate Muscles that he could put to the mission. And we see him still acting in that way today. Hands and feet and voices and muscle to the mission. Because we need that for all the one another's in scripture. If you counted them, you would be overwhelmed by how much that is in there. One another, love one another, pray for one another, speak truth to one another, encourage one another, bear the burdens of one another, forgive one another. Why? He's he's drawing us together. He holds us together and he also holds us together. How amazing is it that he's still on the same mission? He's just multiplied himself. He's still on the same mission. He's just multiplied himself. When we celebrate Christmas, we think about the baby Jesus in the manger. Baby Jesus had two hands, two feet, and one mouth, and that was it. I mean, that was not it, but that was all the hands and feet he had, only mouth, right? 
One person incarnate, one person. He could hold two hands at a time. He could speak to one. He, he could speak one message at a time to those who were in front of him. And he could only be in one place at a time. But look what he's done now. With the body of Christ, which he is the head of the church, right? He's before all things. He's also the head of the body, the church. Look what he's done. How many billions of hands and feet are there now? How many billions of voices are there? Not not just over time, but right now, right now. In how many places? In how many places? We talked about this. Why did Jesus ascend so we wouldn't have to book a trip to Jerusalem to try to go get in front of him over there? He came as one person to be in one place at one time, but he ascended so that he could be in all places all the time through his body, the church that he holds us together. He can be everywhere to the ends of the earth, hands and feet, the body, voices going out, not just in English, in all the languages of the world, saying what? Christ is the king. He's the hope. He's the one that holds us together. He multiplied himself across billions of people and he holds them together. He holds them together. He's connected us. Now, when we're connected like that, it requires some things, it requires honesty. It requires a lot of trust. Why? Because there's a vulnerability in those connections. There's a vulnerability in being known and being loved by other people. It's not completely safe. Like what? Love? Not completely safe? No, love is not completely safe. Love can hurt us, right? Love can hurt us. We can be vulnerable when we walk in love. A very smart, smart man, much smarter than me, said the only place outside of heaven where we can be perfectly safe from the dangers of love is hell. The only place we can be safe from the dangers of love is either heaven where God is, where everything is perfected or hell where there is no love at all. He was saying to love is to be vulnerable. And the only way to protect yourself from it is to not engage in it at all. Which, what was his point? It's worth it to love. Love is going to bring about pain. Love is going to bring about grief. Love is going to bring about risk and vulnerability. But love is always worth it. Love is always worth it. It's risky because people are involved in it. But love is always worth it. He holds us together. Love and honesty. How, how special is it when somebody speaks to you from the heart words that encourage your soul? How special is it that we can do that? We can do what Scripture says, speaking the truth in love to one another, or speaking words that make somebody else's soul stronger. That we call out the best in each other when we could be saying the worst, right? That's what the world does. It says the worst. Whether, even if it's not true, they'll say the worst. But the body of Christ, speaking the truth in love to one another, we call out the best. We say you matter. 
You're the image of God. You're a gift to the body. I appreciate you. I love you. I forgive you. Words that build the soul up instead of tear it down. I read to you from Hebrews chapter one that said it says almost the same thing as here in Colossians. He holds all things together in Colossians. He sustains all things by the power of his word. He sustains all things by the power of his word. And so we want to talk to one another the way that he speaks over us. Truth in love seasoned with grace. Because how special is it? So keep that in mind. This this holiday season, when you're seeing people you don't see all the time and you've got those moments to talk to them, to, to push through that awkwardness. And if you see something, say something like, hey, I really appreciate you doing that. You're awesome. You know that. I'm glad I get to see you. I'm glad I get to be around you this year. We may not see each other that often, but you're special to me. You're, you're important to me. Man, what a difference it makes, right? To speak words that are going to build up the soul. That, that's one reason why he brings us together and he holds us together by the word of his power. We just want to talk the same way. So he holds us together. He holds us together and then he holds us Together, that's number three. He holds us together. He holds all things. All things. He is the creator and the sustainer of all things. Everything. In the book of Job, when I read this years ago, it just stuck in my head. It's in Job 34, if you wanted to go look at it. But it's talking about God. It says, if he put his mind to it, And withdrew the spirit and breath he gave. Every living thing would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. Merry Christmas. (laughs) But I just I was overwhelmed with how big God is to hold all of this together. That it says if he took away his breath and his spirit Every living thing would perish and mankind would fall to dust. He's holding it together. Never think otherwise. He is holding it all together. That's why we why read that to remember how huge and massive and powerful and overwhelming he is. The creator of the atoms and the molecules and causes them to stick together to to. To be everything that we see it to be. I mean, my goodness, even if you just talk about our planet and how it's situated in the universe on its axis and rotating. We don't even know. We don't know. They say they know. They don't know. I mean, it's spinning around the sun in, in, in perfect, perfect position. Perfect position. He has everything that we need here for life and we can't find it anywhere else. Have You ever noticed that we're the only ones have water. They're looking for it everywhere else. We got so much of it. It's just everywhere. It's falling from our sky. They're looking where, where, where else could we go? Where else could we be? The only place you could find it right here. But somehow that maybe just happened and then it just stayed that way in perfect harmony, you know, because that's what things normally do. Right. They don't wear out. It's just stayed. He created everything and he holds it all together. He created the universes 
and he knows your name. He knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. He holds you together in the middle of all of that. And he's not exhausted by it. He's not made tired by it. He's not reduced or diminished by it. He holds it all together. And not because he has to. Because he chose to. He chose to in love and by the power of his grace to love us and hold us together though we didn't deserve it. See, we need to see both. We need to see how big and massive he is. And then we also need to see up close how much he loves us as an individual person, as an individual personality. We need to see both, because if I don't see how big and massive he is, then I don't think he's powerful enough to hold me up and hold me together. But if I don't see how up close he is, I think he's far and distant and uncaring and not paying attention. That he just set this thing spinning and then left it alone to see what would happen. I have to see both. I have to see that he's big and he's also close. When I see both, it gives me a complete picture that he's big and he's also close to me. He holds us together. He holds me as an individual together when I would otherwise fall apart, when life would otherwise be too big and too much for me. The needs of life, the stresses of life, uh, all the demands of life would tear me, cut me apart, rip me to pieces. He holds me together. He holds us together, his body, the church. He brings us together because he knows our longing for love and intimacy and connection and relationship and community that, that, that we can't do it by ourselves. And we need that flesh and blood. We need that incarnation. We need that voice that we can hear. We need that hand on our shoulder. We need to know we've got somebody standing beside us when we need help. And he brought us together for that. And he holds us to he holds us and everything else together at the same time. And isn't stressed, strained or worried about how he's going to do it tomorrow. He does it in perfect peace. This Christmas. So much more than we know is going on. And we just have to trust him. God put us in the right place, the right time, right person. No, no, I, I'm not going to stress about trying to walk with you in this. I'm going to go in the ease and the peace of walking with you. He came below to raise me above. He was born like me so that I could be, I could become like him. When deity and humanity were forever apart. He brought them together. First in his own body, the person of Jesus Christ, God and man together. And then he joined us together in his work, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. When we when we didn't have the strength to get home or the wit and wisdom to get home, we couldn't figure out how to get where we needed to be. Where he is, where, where all the beauty came from, that's where we want to be, but we couldn't get there. He brought it close. He united them. 
How huge is that? And in that, He's here for us to hold us together individually as we walk through this life, to hold us together as the body where we receive from Him what we can get nowhere else where we get words that strengthen our soul, that reinforce our faith and and, and empower us to step into the next thing, the next day, the next task. So as we're finishing up, just going a couple of practical things as you're going through this next week. Because you know, it's not your first Christmas. You know how it can be. And so we want to go in prepared. First, we want to slow down. Just slow down. Don't don't allow yourself to get hurried, even if you're busy. You can be busy. Hey, we got to go here. We got to be at grandma's at this time. Got to be at ain't so-and-so's at this time. You can be busy and not be hurried. You want that peace of heart and mind that just says, I'll get there. It'll get done. It'll all be okay. Slow down. Why? Because... When you hurry, all kinds of bad emotions and attitudes come out of that, right? I get angry, I get selfish, I get, you know, I'm short-tempered. But when, I'm, when I slow down and I'm unhurried, then I can be patient with other people, can't I? Then I can be kind to other people. I can be thoughtful to others. So slow down so that you can be patient and that you can be kind. Do not listen to the accusations that are going to come against you. Again, your own soul will will cast accusations against you. I'm this. I'm that. I can't. I won't. It won't. It never will. And just stop it. Don't listen to those. Stop them right where they are and go. No, that's not what he says. He says a better word over me than that. He holds me together. Well, you're awful. I sure can be awful. That's right. (laughs) Man, you're right. But He's gracious to me and He loves me anyway and He's holding me together. And He's transforming me into the image of Jesus Christ, which which is better than what I ever wanted to be on my own anyway. Don't listen to the accusations. Look to Him and not your expectations. Don't be putting expectations on this time, this family time, this stuff. Look, somebody's not going to act like they're supposed to. Something's not going to go right. Something is going to burn and not going to be able to be eaten. You know, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to be late. Something's, you know, some present's not going to show up. We're not going to know where. That stuff's going to happen. Don't put expectations on it. It's going to be perfect when it can't be. Just, just live in those moments and let Him hold it together. Love Him, love others, and do your best. Love Him and be loved by Him. Love others and then just do your best. Do your best. Put Him first. Put Him first. He's the center so that He may have first place in everything. Put Him first. Spend some time with him as you're going, even if it's just before you get out of the car at so-and-so's house or before you go into the store to do what you need to do. Take, take five seconds and go, Father, thank you that I'm not here by myself for how much you love me and that this is about to go exactly the way you want it to go. Help me be patient and kind. Here we go. Here we go. What am I doing? I'm looking to him instead of looking to myself. He's the one that holds us up. So put him first, others second, 
And then I'm just resting there in the back. I'm just resting there in the back. Where is the back? At the back, maybe at the back of the checkout line, maybe at the back of the parking lot. Him first, other second, and me third, and then I'm so much happier. Because I'm never more miserable when then than when I try to make these type of times about me. Right? Never more miserable than I when I try to make these times about me. So put him first, other second. He's the one holding you. You don't have to defend you, you don't have to you don't have to carve out your place. He holds you together. He's got you. Don't try to move yourself up in the list. Okay, last one. Speak blessing. We talked about that. Our soul needs to bless. He created it to bless. So we bless him. Blessed are you, O Lord, because you gave us this day. Blessed are you, O Lord. Look at all this food we get to eat. Blessed are you, O Lord. I get to have these folks around me that I love and care about, that I know that are here for me. Blessed are you, O Lord. For all the good gifts you've given to me. And then bless other people. Speak words over them and into them that are going to cause them. What I can do it. You know what? It is going to be okay. You know what? In spite of all of these things, everything that's going on, my soul has been encouraged. And my soul has been built up. Speak blessing over him and over others. He holds all things together. He holds me together. He holds us together. He holds us together and he holds us together. He holds everything. He's big enough to tote us. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that you hold us together because we'd otherwise fall apart. We know it. I thank you that you, you, you sustain all things, including us, by the word of your power. The same voice that created the universe calls our name to come close. In spite of our sin, in spite of our failings, in spite of our flaws, in spite of our brokenness, the same voice that spoke the stars into existence calls us to come close because of Jesus Christ. You chose in Christ Jesus not to pour out your anger on us, but to save us. You came to save sinners of which each one of us could raise our hands and say, we're the worst. We were the furthest away from you. And we are the ones that you came for. I thank you that you didn't leave us where we were and you don't leave us like we are. You hold us together. You hold us together individually. You hold us together as your body. Thank you for the voices and the hands and the feet that that you've brought into our life, that, that you've put the gospel in flesh around us so that we can receive from you and the power of your spirit through brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. God, thank you for the blessings that we've received in our life because of the body, the words that have been spoken into us that have encouraged our soul and built us up when we would have otherwise fallen into shadow and darkness. You have called us back into the light. Thank you for your faithfulness towards us. Thank you for forgiving us our sins when they were many and calling us righteous in Jesus Christ and giving us an inheritance with the saints when we were just an adopted kid. We weren't born into the family, but we were brought in and made to be like one who was. And Father, as we go into this time, help us to take it slow. 
Help us to be patient. Help us to be kind. Help us to keep Christ at the center, to look to you first and foremost and others second, knowing that you'll take care of us. You'll make room for us. Don't let our hearts be hurried or troubled because you hold us together. God, I know we're going to have many many traveling already and several traveling in the coming week. God, bless them. Keep them safe. God, those that are hosting here, give them strength and peace and wisdom and favor. I thank you that you perfect those things which concern them and that you help them to bless others in the name of Jesus. Lord, keep us healthy. Keep sickness far from us as we go through this time, this special time of year. And I thank you that you warm our hearts with the thoughts of your grace and your goodness and that that will overflow out of us to everybody around us. You, you have come to make the blessing of your son known far as the curse was found. And Father, I thank you that thorns are going to bloom this holiday season. And I thank you that dry places are going to spring up with new wells because you are good and you are able. And we thank you so much. Protect us as we leave today. I thank you that we go in peace and unity with each other into these special days that you have prepared for us in advance. And we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.